Our uh, gospel reading for this morning comes from Matthew, the 13th chapter. Some really wonderful parables of Jesus. Jesus put before the crowds another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all the seeds, but when it is grown, it is the greatest of shrubs and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed in with three measures of flour until all of it was leavened. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field, which someone found and hid. Then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. On finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was thrown into the sea and caught fish of every kind. When it was full, they drew it ashore, sat down, and put the good into baskets, but threw out the bad. So it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into the furnace of fire where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Have you understood all this? They answered, yes. And he said to them, Therefore, every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like the master of a household who brings out his treasure, uh, of his treasure what is new and what is old. And uh, good morning again, everybody, coming to you from uh, the choir loft here at Upper Dublin. We uh, had a request to... Uh, broadcast up here so you can see the sanctuary this morning with our crosses and uh, our liturgically appropriate colored altar. So thank you to uh, whomever changed the altar pyramids uh, from uh, the Lent and purple to green, the season of Pentecost, the green season. Uh, well, let us pray. Good and gracious God, we give thanks that we can gather in this way for worship this morning. We pray that you open our minds and open our hearts. Help us to see the gift of small things and to see that those small things are more than enough. We thank you for our readings this morning that remind us that nothing at all can separate us from your love. Not physical distancing, not a pandemic, nothing in all of creation can separate us from your love and our love for one another. We pray that you would bless this time. Allow us to breathe deep and think deep and feel deeply as we gather into this holy space and holy time that you have made for us on this Sabbath. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, uh, earlier this year at the outset of the quarantine, I read this book, The Martian by Andy Weir. Um, I had seen the movie starring Matt Damon, but I had never read the book itself. But we had a copy laying around the house, and I figured what better way to learn how to cope with living in quarantine than reading a book with a story about a guy who was stranded on Mars by himself for 560 days. In short, this story is set in the future where NASA is slowly beginning to colonize Mars. And a small team of astronauts are on Mars when a storm strikes and they have to abandon the planet. 
And in their rush to escape, one of the astronauts, Mark Watney, is injured, lost, presumed dead, and left behind. And so when Mark comes to himself again, left on his own, all alone on Mars, he has to figure out how to survive. And that's what the book is about. And what struck me in reading the story was how the whole book really is all about small things, about how a series of small decisions or choices that lead from the next to the next to the next to the next, along with a lot of luck, enable someone to survive even in the midst of difficult times and eventually to be rescued and to come home. And I thought about the Martian this week as I was reading our gospel reading for today, which is a series of short parables about small things, a mustard seed that starts small and grows into a place of shelter, a little yeast which leavens the loaf, hidden treasure, and a pearl of great price. And I thought of us back here on earth facing enormous challenges, but with what feels like so little power to change, fix, or to cure them. And yet in these parables, Jesus promises us that life is more than what we see at any given moment. And that small things, small things which are very much within our power to do, small things that comprise the fabric of our daily lives, small things that happen and sometimes come as a gift to us, small things have incredible meaning and power. Our parables remind us this morning that small things can have a surprisingly big impact and suggest, I think, that it is the accumulation of small things that truly make a life and that perhaps that these are the very things that wind up saving us. As biblical commentator David Lewis writes, these parables serve as a much needed word of encouragement. Hang in there. God's new reality is closer than you think already seeping into your life, even though you can't always feel it. To others, these parables will come as a profound promise. No matter what it might look like, God's kingdom will prevail. Or as another commentator writes, no matter how small the beginning or how threatened the middle, the end is never in doubt. I really love that. No matter how small the beginning or how threatened the middle, the end is never in doubt. Jesus uses these parables to describe the thing that he talked about the most in his ministry, the kingdom of God. There are 50 sayings in the gospel of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, all about the kingdom of God, including that part that we pray together in the Lord's prayer, thy kingdom come. And the kingdom of God describes a reality that is now, but not yet here, but not fully realized. I think of it like an alternative reality present here among us, but there's nothing alternative about it. The kingdom of God, Jesus says, is our true reality. And what we think of as real or the way things are, are shown to be our alternate reality. That Jesus says we are living or trying to live always in the kingdom of God. Um, during the quarantine, we uh, subscribe to Disney Plus because uh, we are streaming things all the time in our household. So I am able to catch up on lots of Star Wars uh, episodes and movies. And uh, 
I was thinking this week that uh, the kingdom of God, I sort of liken it to the force in Star Wars, where it's flowing between everything. And if you focus on it, you can feel it, you can harness its power. Although most people don't see or feel it at all, but it is always there, always available to us, the reality that is underneath everything. At church, we talk a lot about God moments, and I think a God moment is a moment when we touch the kingdom of God, that we see it and feel it, that we remember this reality, this place where we truly belong, where small things have great impact and surpassing value, where the lost are found. Those God moments, just moments as they are, can have a profound influence on our day, our week, our month, our year, and in our lives. And in our reading for today, we have some of the most memorable and shortest of Jesus's parables about the kingdom of God, the mustard seed and the yeast, the pearl of great price, the hidden treasure, and the net. The mustard seed and the yeast are both tiny things that grow into something that's unexpectedly abundant. The mustard seed grows into a bush that gives shelter to the birds, and a tiny bit of leaven can feed so many. Those three measures of flour in our reading for today actually calculates to about 50 pounds. And so this small bit of yeast raised 50 pounds of flour, creating about 100 loaves of bread. I don't know very much about the chemistry of cooking, but I see it when we visit local restaurants here in Ambler or these days take out. And um, when we used to have coffee and conversation at Alice Bakery in Ambler, we would always be there at the time where they were making the baguettes for the day. And so the, the, the dough would be prepared and they'd be rolling out the baguettes and getting them ready and putting them in the oven to feed everybody throughout the day. And just yesterday, um, we did a huge takeout order from Alice's at their North Wales location. A huge big bag of bread and boxes of, of rolls and scones and all of that. And a, this huge abundance that uh, the person from Alice's brought out to drop in the trunk of my car for us to enjoy with just a little bit of leaven can go so, so far. Um, and uh, I remember at, uh, at Forest in Maine that they uh, would feature in their beers an ingredient that was called ambler yeast, that the yeast that what they would forage from around ambler itself, and that they would use this little bit of yeast to help brew vats and vats of beer. A little bit of yeast that not only makes the bread and the beer possible, right, but it nourishes people, it employs people, it fosters community as people gather around to enjoy it, and helps us even to experience the kingdom of God right in our neighborhood. That's what the kingdom of God is like, something small that grows and expands and spreads and nourishes and gathers and shelters us. And all of the small things we say or do that we often don't take note of, they have huge ripple effects in our world. And ministry itself is the accumulation of small moments, so small that we often don't notice them, that grow into something remarkable. Every big thing in ministry or in life <clears throat> is often the result of countless little things, seeds and those little bits of leaven that have taken root and grown and spread beyond what we could have hoped or imagined. And when we take time to reflect back on how this has happened previously in our lives, 
and enables us to look for those seeds of the kingdom of God in the present and in the future. For God is all about abundance from the smallest of things, miraculous transformations from bush to tree of life, from leaven to bread, enough to feed the multitudes. And this kingdom of God is of surpassing value. Jesus says the kingdom is like a hidden treasure in a field. And when someone finds it, they go and sell all that they have to purchase the land where the treasure lies. And again, it is like a merchant in search of a great, a great pearl. And when he finds it, sells everything that he has to purchase. It is something so valuable that they sell everything that they have to obtain it. They invest and they give themselves over to it completely. And at least in the case of the merchant with the great pearl, it's a crazy thing to do. He sells everything for one pearl, but then what? He's not going to sell it. He has nothing else, just the pearl. But it was so important that he gave everything for it. People would ask, what in the world do they think they are doing? But the kingdom of God is like that. Once you have a taste of it, once you discover it, you never want to let it go. Just a single moment can completely reorient our lives towards God, the God who loves us so deeply that he sent Jesus to give his life for us. But before that, to reveal the kingdom of God and to invite us in, to take shelter in the sprawling mustard tree of God's love to discover the joy of finding this treasure that is hidden for us in plain sight. Our lives have been so impacted in so many ways this year, really in too many ways to name, in our jobs and in our families, in the rhythms of normal life that bring us joy or rest or happiness or relaxation. It feels that even for those of us for whom life is fairly normal, our lives have been pruned back to the smallest things. And this has been so hard. And yet these small things, Jesus says, are the things which are most powerful, most potent, and most meaningful. Often our lives are so busy that we have missed those small things. And they have seemed so trivial or mundane that we have dismissed them. But these days, sometimes it feels that they are all we have. And Jesus says those things are enough. And Jesus says those things are more than enough. And Jesus says that those things bear the seeds of the kingdom of God in our lives. And so our parables today call us to embrace those small things, those very tiny daily victories that we experience in this time. The phone call, the card, the note, a time with family, time with friends, a prayer, the small things that bring us back to who we are that remind us whose we are, that ground us in a time when so many things seem uncertain. It is the small things, the washing of the dishes that remind us of our baptism, 
looking back in our lives, we can look back and see the ways in which those small things, which, in which small things in our lives grew into big things. And I would invite us in this time to look back and to remember those stories. How did something small turn into something big? How did something that you didn't give much thought to later on come to bear fruit and grow in your life? And to think and to wonder and to hope that the small things that we are experiencing now will be in the same way the seeds that bring us new life and growth in the future. And I invite us to trust that these small things that we experience now are in fact the seeds of life that take root in us, that will sprout and grow and flourish and lead us into new life in the future. And as with the kingdom of God, the more that we give ourselves over to them, the more that we live into them, the more alive will we will become knowing that nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, now or ever. Amen.